Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. from Apple today. <laughs> Apple or iTunes. I'm not sure which it was. In any case, they're changing the way that they present podcasts or something like this. And they said, we're no longer allowed to put episode numbers in the title. And there's a whole bunch of other rules they came out with that has to do with metadata. And that's all the stuff like the title, the description, this and that. They don't want things to repeat too much. They don't want, they have all these rules. The major one that affects Strange Familiars, I think, is no episode number in the title. And this applies to previously published shows and ongoing shows. So, Great. When would we ever need to use a number? <laughs> I had to go back through 74 episodes and take the episode number out of the title today. I put it in the description. I hope that's okay with Apple. Mm-hmm. If it's not, I'm going to have to change it again. Because How are we going to go do our show on the number 23 now? Most of our <laughs> listeners are listening through Apple. Uh, you can see the breakdown on, on our statistics yeah, through Podbean. Yeah. Most people get the show through Apple or, or iTunes. So we got to do it their way. We have no choice. But I'm mentioning this because if Strange Familiar stops popping up on iTunes for whatever reason, uh-huh. since most of our listeners are using that application you know, to listen, please let us know. Cause it means I did something goofy with the metadata. I don't understand the rules necessarily. I'm yeah. trying to comply because yeah. I know they're the big guys and you got to do it their way. looks like every podcast in the world is going to have to change their format. Cause I went and looked at just a bunch of popular podcasts. Just, yeah. And they all do it the same way. They all put the episode number in the title. I It'd mean, be nice if there were a revolt and everyone just said, no, I'm not think, changing this. I think even Joe Rogan, like I think that's the most popular podcast there is, right? Or one of them. He's in the top five. <laughs> He puts his episode numbers in his title. So, I mean, are they they're going to force him to change? Like Sasquatch Chronicles puts the episode numbers in the title? Well, he had a choice between that and being locked in a box with spiders. <laughs> I don't listen to the Joe Rogan experience. I know uh, lots of people do. Well, wasn't that his big thing? Did he start off? At, he was the host of Fear Factor. No, he started off on news radio. Now, now, don't you forget. <laughs> in any case... 
episode numbers out of titles now. So, like I said, I put them in the description. Hopefully, should I, we try Apple's to okay say them. them as we start? Like, hey, this is episode such and such. So maybe that it's would in, be helpful. It's in the episode icon. Okay, you know, I put up. Oh, that's and, part of the drawing. Yeah, yeah, or and whatever I, the art. And I put it in in the subtitle as well. And I don't know if Apple's going to tell me I can't have the episode number in the subtitle. That's why I'm I'm putting this out there. So if suddenly. Strange Familiars isn't on iTunes. Shoot us an email. Let us know. I'll have to figure out what I'm doing wrong with the metadata. Yeah. I just want to make shows. Yeah. it's. I don't want to deal with this kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. Because I just... I I spent hours and hours today doing this. It's it's after 11 now. Yeah. I try to put up the show at midnight on Thursday. We won't be making that. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) But we'll be thinking about the show at midnight. Because I spent hours today, you know, changing every single episode we've ever done. Mm. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully I changed it in the right way. I don't know. So we'll see. We're always at strangefamiliars.com, though. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering if there is a new episode and you don't see it on whatever podcatcher you're looking at, you can always jump over to strangefamiliars.com and see what the latest episode is. We also have an episode list there that shows the patron episodes and the regular episodes if you're not a patron you can see which ones were were patron episodes so tonight's show i originally edited Mm -hmm. this bigfoot account i interviewed mo who is in texas but his account was from his bigfoot account was from pennsylvania and we will be hearing that that's going to be the second part of the show yeah he was one of those guys where you know, I wasn't sure as the interview started which way it was going to go, but it's one of those people that I'm just so taken by the palpable fear yeah. that you can hear in his voice. And I'm like, even though I don't technically believe in Bigfoot, I know this guy saw something, you know? like Right, right. Yeah, and I think that you've said that, like that guy came up to us at Albatwitch Day. That guy oh, yeah. Said, like, he had an experience. I don't know what it was with, but he had an experience. Yeah. And yeah. that can't be discounted. Yeah. I was already working on Mo's interview, and then I did this interview with Jade about this flannel man that she saw. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do another flannel man so soon. We just did we did a bunch. We did mm-hmm. the, the, the mirrored flannel man. We did the jumping Frenchman. Did a whole other flannel man episode after that. And this account is so cool. I just, I can't sit on it. This, yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite Flannel Man account so far. So I've been bumped to second place. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is. It's a much cooler account than mine. <laughs> I'd trade mine even up for that. I've really gotten quite a bit of an affinity for Flannel Man now. You know, if... He might be my favorite... Uh, Weird thing. Weird thing. <laughs> this is a very positive en- encounter. It's not a scary one. No, and I think it helps to sort of underscore some of the things we were talking about, of possibilities of what he could represent. Yeah, and now I'm wondering if there is a whole sort of, as Josh would say, like ecosystem of flannel man that that range from bad to good, you know, and everything in between. And it's not just... Oh, you mean the same way that people have a whole range of emotions? Sure. Yeah. Maybe flannel men do. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's a whole range of... I think because some, you know, the last episode that that was some pretty creepy stuff, you know. Yeah, that one was the the one grinning at her where she and her daughter saw him. At oh the same yeah, time. yeah, that's yeah. like that was some creepy stuff. 
So, but I also like this idea that this he's this guy that's sort of like the intermediary between the wild man and the people. Yeah, and that's my new theory. See, I'm I'm neck deep in wild man because of this book yeah. I'm doing with Josh. It's it's just and I'm everything's a wild man archetype uh-huh. right now to me because and these guys aren't full fledged like I retreated to the woods and didn't talk to anybody and wore the same suit for forty years. But they are. I only hung out with the same 20 guys, and I was in the woods for six months at a time. You mean lumberjacks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talked about it on the Bellsnickel episode. Santa Claus is a wild man. You know, Bellsnickel's a wild man. Odin's a wild man. All these, this wild man archetype is very powerful. Merlin's a wild man. It's it's embedded in our mythology, in our subconscious, you know, everywhere. Yeah, but this guy, like, I think there's a a little bit of a difference because he doesn't have that sort of um, wizened elderly kind of look. This is someone who's still very young and virile. Flannel man. Yeah. Well, she describes a a long gray beard on this guy, Jade, coming up. So, again, I think that... Let's hear from middle-aged flannel man. Might be a (laughs) range of ages and, you know... Maybe that's why I have an affinity for this particular final <laughs> yeah, game, anyway. of the gray beard. But in any case, yeah, I think he's this in-between. I think you have your wild man is your Bigfoot. He's uh-huh. truly wild. And then you have this in-between, this lumberjack. He works with trees. He, you know, he's not quite as wild as the wild man. He's like this intermediary step. And even though, you know, I was doing a little research on lumberjacks proper, and they do lead this sort of double life in that, being a lumberjack is not a full-time job. It was something that people typically did during the winter months, and the rest of the year they were farmers. Oh, interesting. So they're both sewing and, and hewing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of the full gamut of the human experience. Well, that uh, sort of ties in with Jade's account. Let's just go. And we'll yeah, get it's to a Jade's really account. good story. It's a long episode. We'll get into Jade's account, and we'll be back after that. Jade, who has a pretty unique flannel man experience, or at least something in flannel. We'll see if it rates as a flannel man or if it's if it's something else. But whatever it is, it's it's uh, it's pretty incredible. What year did this happen? I believe it was 1997. What would make me 12 years old? And um, Brimson, Minnesota. I don't know if you're familiar with Duluth, Minnesota. By name only. Well, anyways, it's like closer to Lake Superior. I live like 30 miles from Lake Superior. Okay. And it was Halloween night. And in my hometown, it's way out in the country. I mean, like we live 30 miles from town. And there's two town halls. And there's a new hall and then the old hall. And the the new hall had the adults and food and stuff for the part a Halloween party. And the old hall was decked out to be like a haunted hall. You know, it had some weird food to feel. And I don't know, it's kind of black lights and all this stuff. Well, a bunch of us kids had been running back and forth between the halls. They're just like a block apart. And there's a little trail between the two in the woods. And... I think we had run through there a couple times that night. And I remember running from the new hall to the old hall, and it was a group of five of us. My brother and I are one of our best friends and these two other two. 
kids from up here. And this one kid, he tripped over this old metal fence. And when you fall, I mean, he, we were kind of running and he fell and I kind of seen it in like slow motion. He just fell. And then as he like fell, he like looked up like right in front of him. There was a man standing there in red and black flannel. Uh, he had green wool pants on. I mean, he looked like a lumberjack. He had a, a ginormous beard. He had some kind of... um goggles or something on his head. I don't remember if he had a hat on, but it was um, pretty interesting. Uh, being Halloween, I thought instantly that it was our friend's dad, you know, playing tricks on us. Because this man was huge, and my friend's dad was, like, probably the biggest guy I knew at that time. So I went up, I grabbed his beard, and I don't think he said anything, but I could tell it was real, and I think it might have hurt him. I don't know how I knew that, but the next thing you know, um, he had grabbed my hand. He put pumpkin seeds in my hand, pulled me to the ground, and made me plant them. And I'm trying to remember, but I'm... the no snow this Halloween for whatever reason and so the ground would have had to have been frozen at least but I don't remember digging a hole in the ground or whatever but I planted these and I don't know how I knew he wanted me to plant them because he didn't say anything this entire time and like I don't know if it was before or after he made me plant the seeds kind of what this is kind of like a blur and it happened kind of suddenly I know the the guys, my brother and our friend, they, like, grabbed his, his, like, night goggles, like, some kind of weird goggle thing. And I'm pretty sure that they looked through them and they said they were night goggles or something, night vision. And I remember seeing him standing there, and he had, he had a axe and, a, like, a, a pick. One of those called like woodpick things. So you pick up the logs on his back, mm-hmm. like crossed on his back. And I remember saying to Nate, I'm like, it's your dad. He's like, no, my dad's at home working on the snowblower or whatever. And I was like, okay. So n- no sooner than that, we've seen, we can see the road from where we're standing in between the two halls. We could see his dad's shark drive over to the hall and we were going to, we were going to go run and tell him, you know, what we've seen or whatever. And I remember his dad getting out of the truck and he's wearing a bumblebee suit. Like he has antennas on his head and everything. <laughs> and, yeah. We went, we went in and we were trying to tell the adults. Well, anyways, first, so we seen his dad walk into the building. We looked back cause we wanted to tell the guy is like gone and I think he was he disappeared as fast as he like appeared out of nowhere. I mean these woods there's not like a lot of brush. There's like big tall pine trees. We could see away, you know, in the woods. It's not like a normal person you would see him walking away, but we didn't see any of that. But it seemed like the parents and the adults kind of just blew us blew us off, you know. And something that just 
stick in my head all this time. I've told a few people, but nobody's ever made anything of my, you know, story. I've always kind of thought I was crazy or whatever, but something about it is just, you know, odd. Right. You know, it just something to remember that just vividly sticks in, you know, yeah. my mind. So how, if you're yeah. the guest, I, I know you were a kid and everybody looks taller when you're a kid, but how tall would you guess he, he was? I'm thinking like closer to like seven feet tall, maybe. Wow. Um, I'm thinking about my husband now and he's like six, three. And I know for a fact he was bigger than my husband. And he was, and when we seen Nate's dad, which I thought was big, he was definitely... I mean, maybe four inches taller at, you know, so six, two to his dad had to be six, two, six, three, something in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, he was pretty big and I, I don't understand how, how I knew what he wanted when he put pumpkin seeds in my hand. Yeah, that's, that's strange. I want to get back to that, but I, I have more questions about his appearance. So how long was his beard did it you know did it go down to his chest or yeah his, yeah his beard went down to his chest and it was like gray i for the life of me cannot remember um his face like i don't remember a face and i'm a face person i can't recall his face and something else that is something to me is i remember hands you know like what people's hands look like i don't know i always look at people's hands and i don't remember his hands either which is odd to me you know it's just kind of like nothing there um and i grabbed his beard you think i would know yeah yeah that that's um so it felt like just you know like grabbing somebody's beard it didn't feel weird or oh anything. yeah yeah no it felt just like a beard and when you tug you felt there's the no resistance like yeah. it's real the goggles did, did they look out of place? Did they seem like they were more like, I know you said, somebody said night vision goggles. Did they look like, you know, they were kind of some kind of high tech thing or. No, they look like an old, if you ask me, like I've seen some old, like welding goggles or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they look like to me. It was look like an old scientist, something kind of weird. I've never seen anything like it. Right. I so... think they were like metal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So when he sort of put these pumpkin seeds in your hand, did he push your hand to the ground, or did you say you just kind of knew that's what he wanted you to do? Or No, he he put these pumpkin seeds in my hand and kind of pulled me down, pulled my hand down, and I kind of, I think I said to my friends, like, look at this pumpkin seeds, haha, you know. And I kind of remember, like, you know, burying them in what I could, because I think the ground was pretty frozen. Mm-hmm. But there was no snow. Did you, and this is a weird question, but did you ever go back and see if anything grew there? No, I don't know. I didn't. And it, it's not very far from my home. And no, I didn't. And I we didn't even really talk about it much for years. I mean, I told a couple people, probably not until like at least, 10 years later, I was telling people and I had asked my brother if he remembered and I told the story. And then just recently, like before I even heard of this 
flannel man because I always called it kind of like a lumberjack Mm -hmm. (laughs) is what I called it. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about it. And then my brother brought it up a couple months ago and uh, he, he would tell me he remembered. I think he probably thought he was a little bit nuts too because he, I don't think he wanted to admit it at first like 10 years ago and then he brought it up and then and since I've talked to you I got a hold of um our best friend and he says to me um he's like don't tell me you've seen another one of these guys haha I'm like no um well I found out it's a thing and I was telling him about this and he said he said well I'm curious to know if there's been other sightings and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I shared him your link and everything. So he definitely remembers. I asked him what he remembered. He says, I don't remember much. He's like, I actually forgot about it until you asked. He said, I remember a big burly man standing there in the woods that night. You know, I call it flannel man. Not everybody has seen the same guy. They're describing different people. Like, I think yours is the first yep. one that's described like a gray beard, which having a gray beard, I'm happy about that. Yeah, it was a big beard, a full big beard. The axe and the pick, were, were they kind of, like, slung over his back? Yeah, they were, like, crossed on oh, his wow. back. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you overall get a bad feeling from this experience, or just... No, which is kind of w- weird, you know? No, it was just, like, what the heck, you know? That's what I've remembered all my life, like, what, what was this, you know? Yeah, just a bizarre kind of thing. And actually, um, five years ago, we bought this place where we live now, my husband and I, and it's right through the woods. Like, you can literally see the halls through the woods. And I've never, you know, I think about it. I'm still not, like, scared or anything, but I'm just thrilled to know that or talk to somebody that can, like, make something of this or... Yeah, no, yeah. This, this is this is really, I mean, all of these sightings are really incredible just because it's just so weird that so many people are, are seeing, you know, different things related to this. Do you think you could, like, find the place in the woods where you met him? Oh, yeah, definitely. Could I ask you to go and kind of kick the ground around and just see if there's any seeds there? I know it's a long time ago. It's very unlikely, but it would just be very interesting to see see what I was definitely there. could. It would be like a minute walk from here. Oh wow. Wow, that'd be that yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, obviously not right now, but you could you could email me and, and let me know if you find yeah. anything. Because uh that, Yeah. Um, th- that would be very interesting to me if there was just anything there or if there was to me there's it seems like there's a purpose there and maybe the purpose was not necessarily him telling you plant things here, but him, maybe the, you know, I'm thinking, was it a message like a, almost like a Johnny Appleseed kind of thing, like, you know, plant yeah. stuff, you know? I definitely know, and I know that I've been through there um, in recent years, and I know that fence, that metal rotten fence laying on the ground, like a, like a pig wire fence is still there. Hmm. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I wish I could see it. I've had the opportunity to go to go out on you know Sasquatch sightings with people or or two places where they saw Sasquatch rather and had their experiences and it's always really neat to actually be at the place be there and have them describe you know exactly what happened on the spot. Yeah, but uh, I could do, I could make you a video. Oh, I'd love to see um, it. I'd love to see it. That'd be amazing. 
So after I told my dad, I mean, he never knew what to say. None of these people that I told ever knew what to say about this, you know. And I was telling him about it, and he had said, you know, do you know that the only holiday for a lumberjack is Halloween? What? Really? Like, that's what he told me, and I he told me to look up lumberjacks, and I just haven't. Um, but that's what he told me, and he's lived out here forever. He would know. And I said, that's odd. Why is that? And I don't know. I don't think he gave me an answer. I don't think he really knew himself. So I, the woods around my house are kind of like things happen. And okay, so let me take you back. Like two years ago, my husband and I were like 30 miles from our home and we're on the side of the road, you know, peeing basically. And we got this weird howl scream at us and it was, the most terrifying thing ever. Long story short, we found out Sasquatch Chronicles through my father-in-law. He played us some, like, Michigan Howells is exactly kind of what we heard. And ever since then, I kind of, you know, I've always known there's some creepy stuff in my woods, like weird things happen. And what is the most odd is we've lived here for six years, or no, five years, and we've cleaned up these woods. There's constantly trees falling. And so we'll cut up these trees and haul them and clean up our woods. The next thing you know, there's all these trees down around us and it's just never ending. You look in our woods and it looks like a tornado went through. Hmm. And so I kind of joke like, haha, you know, it's like Sasquatch or something, but I've never seen anything. I've never seen any prints or anything, but you know, thinking about this flannel man and being so close to my house and being a lumberjack, I'm, I'm starting to think, like, maybe, you know, it has something to do with it because there's no storms, you know. These trees are constantly falling around our place. Well, that, one of the it, theories that, that, I mean, you know, we don't really know what this flannel man guy is, but one of the theories that we've been kind of playing around with is that it is almost like a bridge between us and the wild men, the wild men being, you know, perhaps Bigfoot, and then this is like an, like an in-between guy. Because oh. he represents like the wilderness and so forth that you know the lumberjack. I I don't know if that's the case. Okay. Or, or not. So, what I I'm gonna look on my messenger here. My friend Nate, what he said is he was joking around and he said something like, "Let me look." He says, "Laugh out loud." Who knows? Maybe it's a human Bigfoot. Laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh just to kind of rewind a little bit did you say you were uh screamed or howled at after urinating yeah this was two years ago or, or more yep mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that's a thing so i'm not a i'm not a hardcore like i think there's an ape in the woods guy out there i think there's there's something in the woods i just don't think it's a natural creature i think it's something far weirder than an ape. I, I, I definitely believe they're out there. But uh, one of the things that I've had, and I've actually um, gone with witnesses who have been screamed at after urinating. So it, it kind of happens on there frequently. But if you read about what are called wood whites or, or earth spirits, in the old folklore, they would say, warn them before you pee in the woods and apologize afterwards. Otherwise, you'll upset these wood spirits. So I find wow. it 
I find it very, very interesting that people are getting screamed at after urinating. Now, the people that do think it's just a gorilla say that they're mad at you for marking their territory, you know, so they have an explanation as well. But I just think it's very, very interesting that it was after urination. That's that's an important detail, actually. Well, that's, you know, that's how it happened. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were just on the side of the road, you know, in the middle of nowhere, no restroom. So we had to. But I was kind of, I've grown up in the country and everything. And so I'm not scared of, you know, the woods at night much. But I had this odd feeling. For some reason, I looked at my husband. I'm like, you're going to make us go here, you know. And before I even got out of the truck, and it, it was loud. Our cousin was in a truck behind us, you know, because we had just gotten a new truck. And he had heard it over the radio. Wow. He heard this scream. And we were shaken for a half hour home until we got home. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it definitely, you know, sparked a huge, you know, interest in, like, Bigfoot, Sasquatch Chronicles, stuff like that. But, you know, I never thought I'd make anything of this crazy story when I was 12 years old that I never forgot. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, b- both of them are, are incredibly interesting. The The guy in flannel, just because it's become such a big part of, you know, my yeah. show here and, and I'm writing a book on it and so forth is, is so interesting to me. And I, I have to say your account's one of my favorites so far. I did have, I want to say, I want to say I had somebody else pulling his beard. I know I had, uh, I had somebody touch his boots one of the first guys I ever talked to, Dave, he said he he, he thought it was his brother. He crawled out of bed. That this he appeared in his house. And he said he could smell the the oil on his leather boots, and he said he had touched his boots. And I I swear I'm I'm blanking, but I swear somebody else said they pulled his beard, as well. So that's it's, yeah. It's such an interesting detail. Yeah, to see if he's real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was my and that was my first reaction and if you ask me i was kind of a shy child you know stand back i'm not going to touch a stranger but for whatever reason it possessed me to just yank on this man's beard wow and i kind of felt sorry immediately just because of the feel of what i felt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i know he didn't say anything but i know that it was if you were to pull on any man's beard that feeling is what i felt and I can remember the feeling of, you know, his muscle kind of pulling me down. It wasn't, you know, yanking me to the ground. It just, he pulled me to the ground and, you know, like basically with no words, told me to plant these wow. seeds. So, I mean, if it was like a bad feeling, I would remember, but it just wasn't. It's so neat though. I mean, it's, it's such a neat encounter. I wish I, you know, I had some clear answers what this guy was. Now you never... Never saw him again. No, none of you did. No, no. Yeah, yeah that's and that's usually the case. I mean, you get a couple people who've had multiple sayings, but usually people see him once and never again. So I, yeah, I I've, I've never seen anybody in real life like actually dress like that. So I don't know how. I think probably stories and movies, seeing real life lumberjacks. I seen one guy once wearing wool pants and um a flannel shirt and he was a linesman he climbed up the telephone poles and i i had told him about my story because his outfit reminded me of this man (laughs) that i had seen he thought it was kind of funny he didn't know what to make of it you know of course he didn't really know what to say (laughs) (laughs) but 
I'm just thrilled to, I don't know, to share and, you know, no, I don't know. Can't even tell you. I used to be a telephone man, so I, I, maybe there's a, some sort of law of attraction going there with me and this, this stuff. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you, did you hear our, our episode on the, the jumping Frenchman? No, oh, we you, haven't. You might want to listen because it talks about this population of lumberjacks that had this very strange disease uh, called, they call jumping Frenchman disease. Do, do you know if there, is there a population of like French or French uh, Canadian in that area? Do you know? No, I think. Uh, oh, oh yeah. My husband's listening here. He said there used to be a logging camp in like an old CC camp. Is that what you're talking about, Jake? Yeah. CC camp right on our road, actually. Hmm. <laughs> It's by a lake, and there's still the old uh, stone fireplace that remains. Oh, wow. And it's now like a, what do you call a site? 80 to 100 years ago, they were everywhere around here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some... there, I would say it were, there are more Finlanders and Germans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most likely. But, but I, I, the... It wasn't solely the French population, but they said it was these isolated populations of lumberjacks would get this, they called it jumping Frenchman. It was this weird disease, but they said it was related to trances and so forth. I mean, it, it would take a whole episode to explain, but you might want to listen to that episode because it's very okay, interesting. I'll it has definitely to, check it out. It has to do with these isolated populations of lumberjacks that, you know, across uh, Canada and the northern part of America. Oh, Wow. And wow. poss- possibly related to this flannel man stuff. We're not sure, but it, it's one possible explanation we're working on because this this jumping Frenchman syndrome had something to do with like trance-like states these guys would enter, and for some reason it was in these isolated populations of lumberjacks. Wow, I will definitely check that out. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I was listening to. I listened to the episode 72, I think it is, the last one, and that's how I seen you, about you in mm-hmm. your show, and I was, like, thinking, you know, I I just want to tell my story. I don't even want to hear all these right now, you know? <laughs> um, I And then I think somebody had said in one of them that I started listening to, like, I don't want to, um, like, contaminate my memory kind of thing. And I kind of felt that, like, from the get-go. Like, I remember this for 21 years, but suddenly I feel like I'm going to forget when it, when I want to tell somebody. But, yeah, so I'll listen to that. But um, I was going to ask you, is my encounter the furthest north that you've heard of? Hmm. Or The furthest north. It might be. We have them in Michigan. I have a couple in Michigan. We're- we're north of Michigan, Minnesota. Right, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm going through my side. head to try to think where, where the furthest north we have. I don't know if I have one in Canada or not. We might have a Maine and Vermont one. I don't think we... I think I have a, a Canada interview scheduled, but I don't think I've done it yet. So I've okay. taken about 40 of these at this point, 30 to 40 of these. Some have come on the podcast, some haven't. Yeah, I can't remember everyone specifically, but I think as of so far, you're, you might be the furthest north. I'm just curious because I heard a couple of people or most of the people that I, the encounters that I've listened to, everybody said jeans that he was wearing denim. And I know for a fact he was wearing wool. And I was just curious because, you know, being further North, it's oh, colder. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, no, that's interesting. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe that's why. And I'm glad that mine was outside and I had others with and I wasn't alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, cause good. I have somebody can... to back me up. Right, yeah, you can confirm odd. it. Like, I did see this, right? And I yeah. mean, the, the thing with, I mean, not so much when he appears in the house, but I've had a couple with people who've seen him in parks and so forth. I mean, yeah, it could it could be just a dude, you know, could have just been a dude there, but what a weird the, situ- situation to see a dude in, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just... This isn't just a dude, I, I know. <laughs> I Something something is odd mm-hmm. about this. I agree with you, I agree with you, but I'm, I'm kind of take, saying what skeptics would say, you know, you just saw a man, et cetera, et cetera. I think what I, when I walked away from this situation, I kind of felt like, wow, you know, wow. Almost like, kind of like, did this really happen? And kind of like, I feel kind of lucky, like, like it was a sighting or something special, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it were me, it would be an experience I would treasure, quite honestly. It's, it's generally positive. You know, it didn't, didn't yep. frighten you, didn't hurt you, didn't scare you. You got to see something that very few people get to see. And, you know, I don't know what it was connected with, but it, it doesn't seem like it was evil. It's, you know, if the lesson is plant more stuff, I mean, I think that's overall a good good lesson, if that's what he's saying, or plant pumpkin seeds. Yeah. You know, I, I, whatever it was, he, he didn't lash out at you after you pulled his beard, you know? Right. Yeah, no, and I think that's why he came and made me do the seeds because I'm the one that grabbed onto him first, you know? And I don't, yeah, I, he seemed super toler, tolerable of us kids. Like, because mm-hmm. I remember my brother and the other guy, at least one of the other guys, like, um, messing with him, like, taking his goggles or something off or something hmm. weird, you know? And he didn't, you know, get mad or, like, push him away or do anything like that. And he kind of, if you ask me, I don't, I don't know, I can't remember his face, but if I said if he had like an expression to him, he was, it kind of felt like he was kind of like, like he just got thrown into the woods and he was just thrown in front of us like, uh, what do I do? You know, kind of a thing. Interesting. Oh yeah, here, plant these seeds for me. Interesting. That's very, very interesting. Because when my wife saw it, now it appeared in her bedroom. But she said he looked kind of surprised. More surprised that she could see him, I guess. Like, oh, wow. Like, okay. Does she, have, does she have a face? Does he have a face? For her? I mean, did she, like, see his eyes or anything? She said she just remembers the beard. That's all she really remembers. Really? Okay, because it bugs me to this day because I'm a face person. And I can tell you I'm a hand person, if that makes sense. Like, I... I read people's hands oh no no i understand that yeah and i just if somebody touched me like that i would remember a hand and it's like it wasn't even there Hmm. you don't remember feeling particularly like rough or calloused or anything nope nope i just feel like the i feel like the pressure you know like when somebody kind of Mm -hmm. grab you yeah yeah yeah, no, that's interesting because Allison, my wife just said she just sort of remembers the beard kind of like you, I guess. Yeah. She doesn't much remember the face, but she does remember distinctly feeling like he, he was like sort of surprised to be there or shocked to be caught or shocked that she could see him. In some way, he he seemed surprised, yeah. not not s- trying to scare her. So she was scared because he wasn't supposed to be there. 
but that, yeah. was, that wasn't the impression she got. Like he wasn't like, you know, ha- didn't do anything sinister or anything like that. Yeah. Like kind of just dumbfounded, like an innocent, like what the heck dumbfounded is what I got out of the. Yeah. She's shaking her head. Yeah. She, she completely agrees. Yeah. It helps me in some way to tell you this and to have, you know, somebody else have this, you know, I did not necessarily even want this for strange familiars when we started talking about it and it, it oh. very it very quickly became something that's like okay this is going to be something that we're going to be talking about for a long time and i just i mean we've had a couple kind of creepy and scary flannel man things especially lately but i really love your account like i said i, I think it it might be my favorite so far i it just everything oh. about it's just so neat and uh i'm going to feature it in in the book as well as uh, assuming that's okay with you that's awesome, and I would love to get your book. I would definitely yeah, I'll, buy the I mean, book. I'm, I'm working on that one. That'll be down the road a little bit, but, but definitely. Yep. Well, thank yeah, you. that's amazing to me. Thank you so much for telling your story. You know, if there's any follow-ups when you go back to the site and just look around, please let me know. I will make you a video when I get a chance. I'm going to – I'll either wait till spring, or I, I mean, I could go now. I mean, I don't know. There's pretty lot of snow up here, but I will make you a video when it's, like, relative to what – the weather conditions mm-hmm. and I will send you a video of the exact spot. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, both of them, the, the story of the scream was very interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have to thank Sasquatch Chronicles or I wouldn't have found you. And, Oh, this is just amazing to me. Well, so thank you so much, Tim. Well, oh, thank you for telling your story, Jay. We love Sasquatch Chronicles. Wes has been great to us. Happy. We share listeners with, with Sasquatch. Chronicles. Yes. All right, thank you, Jade. Have a good night. Thank you, Tam. Bye-bye. Bye. Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons. And, of course, we want to thank all of our patrons... You guys make the show possible. Without the patrons, we would not be able to do this. If you'd like to help us make the show, for $3 a month, you can get extra content. We've been doing two shows a month. We promise one full episode of Strange Familiars a month. February, we did three. So you never know. We always try to give extra content for our patrons. If you want to go in at a level higher than $3 a month, you can get some physical stuff like stickers or pins or t-shirts. Books, art. Yeah, we added a whole bunch of new tiers. There's Did a... you include the tier about having a commercial on the show? Yeah. Basically like a yeah. sponsorship. Yeah, you can. there's a sponsorship tier. There's an artwork tier if you want a new piece of my artwork every month. Or just one month. If you want to go in for one month at that then... tier, get a piece of artwork, and then go down to the $3 tier, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to stay, you know, you could get a new piece of original artwork from me every month for as long as you want to stay in at that level. I'll keep sending you artwork. So there's lots of new tiers. There's lots to look at there at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Another way you can help is we have a paypal.me link in the show notes. If you don't like the idea of a subscription like Patreon, you can do a one-time donation at that paypal.me link, and that also helps a great deal. Patrons are pretty much like the seeds that Flannel Man gives you to put in the ground. Right. (laughs) (laughs) To make the show grow. (laughs) They absolutely are. (laughs) 
All right, so now we're going to go to my interview with Mo, who saw something. Well, he saw a Bigfoot. He saw a Bigfoot, but it's not your typical Bigfoot report. It's not unique. It's not that I've never heard this before. I actually have heard this before, this description of this blacker-than-black kind of Bigfoot creature. Sounds a lot like the way people describe some other things in the paranormal. Uh, Shadow people, for instance, and these other things, which is very, very interesting. This starts kind of in the middle. Mo and I were talking, and I realized he was getting into his story. I thought we were just having a casual conversation before the interview started. Mm -hmm. So I kind of hit the record button in the middle there. So it kind of starts in the middle, and then we circle back, and you'll get the whole story. So he kind of tells it twice in a way, but... I think you'll pick up mm-hmm. on, on what's going on as it goes here. So without further ado, let's talk to Mo. I miss the woods. I've always, I grew up in the woods and everything. And I flew back. I didn't get to go back this year. Well, in 2017 or 18, I went in 2017, and it's just, I got so homesick from, you know, I go to hunt and stuff, I, I just miss it, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit later, you know, I, I had a panic attack, me and my two oldest boys, um, I have a four-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 32-year-old, and, You're spacing uh, them out, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a five-year-old grandson, so, you know, you do the math, I just, <laughs> Give somebody, people to talk about something, you know. <laughs> My youngest son's either going to keep me young or kill me. I, I don't know, one of the two. So, But, yeah, I, me and my boys were hunting, and we're just sitting there, and I heard a knock. And, I mean, I, I heard and I heard that sound a thousand times, but never this loud. This sound like Babe Ruth hitting a, like a wooden bat hitting a baseball. And Tim... I had a panic attack like you could not believe. I thought I was having a heart attack. I could not get out of those woods fast enough. We had walked and talked, and I told my kids, my back's hurt. we got to go, we got to go. I, don't mess around, we got to go. And I practically ran out of the woods, and that's never happened to me before, mm. never. And, you know, we were just not where I had our, the encounter in the 90s or anything like that. But I think just talking about it and – you know, I tried, we tried to go, I found a spot where, where I had the encounter, but I couldn't bring myself to get out of the car. I, I just said, okay, I know what it is, let's go. And, you know, my son's like, we came all this way and you're not going to get out, no, let's just go, let's just go. I don't know why. I, I think just, you know, listening to everybody, and I read your books, and your books are awesome, by the way. Oh, thank awesome. you. And I just love them. And... I I just, I don't know, just something that's like, man, I got to stop thinking about this or something because, you know, uh, this happened in the 90s and I, I've hunted and I never gave it another thought until I started talking about it. And then stuff's coming back and then you read and you hear about things that happen to people and I don't know, it just, everything got to me and, you know, when I was in the woods, I, I, I just, I thought I was going to die. I thought thing was like right behind me and of course I, I just heard that one one knock but it was close and it was it was loud I mean it was I've never heard anything that loud before and sent me the 
all those feelings that I had when I when I first saw this thing, I it all come back and I, I couldn't get I couldn't get out. And I remember I, you know you and I were talking and I said, oh, we're gonna go back. You gotta come with us and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. I want to, but when it come right down to it, Tim, I was scared to death. You know, I think maybe some things are just better left alone. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, I want to find out. Like I, I talked to that uh, Randy Harrington stuff, and he offered me to go out with him and stuff. And but I don't know. I want to, but I don't. I think when people start getting into this, especially people with the counters, I get we get fascinated by it and we want to learn more and stuff. But then I don't know. Maybe it's not. And and I really feel bad because. You know, I, I've heard people it was really deadly, scary encounters, and this thing was 15 feet in front of us, and the only thing spooky about it was, and I asked my buddy, too, I swear, this thing did not have a face. It's not that I didn't see it, because when I talked to my friend about it, he said, Morris, there was nothing there. It was like it was like, uh, like that predator thing. that Something was there, but it was nothing was there. And because we never talked about it or anything, just maybe once or twice somebody asked us, and I kind of just like, yeah, I didn't see nothing. I kept walking. But, yeah, that something, and just the way it moved, it was weird. It's like, it, it almost like it just wasn't touching the ground. You know, it, I can't explain it. It's like it wasn't real, but it it was. It seemed like it wasn't moving real fast, but it covered like 100 yards in 30 to 45 seconds. Wow. Just walking, you know, but there's, you know, uh, I don't know if you want me to wait, but there was a, uh, when that thing turned its body, like to look at us and just kept walking and we didn't see that face, this feeling of terror come over that I'll never forget. And as soon as I start talking about it, I get really excited and I, and I start talking real fast, <laughs> so, you know, when I'm scared so, and honest. I don't know. I I didn't know anything about what do you call that when uh, they send they say they send off that thing like the tigers do. Oh, um, in, infrasound. Infrasound. I didn't know anything about that. I, I had no idea anything about Bigfoot or anything like that. But when that thing turned, we, both of us had this feeling, and I can't explain it. I can't explain the fear. I've never felt anything like that. You know, I, I just don't know if it sent something off or what, but there's something more than just an animal. You know, I, I kept, I hear all oh, the woo-woo effect and blah, 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 but, you know, listening to, like, some of the people on your on your uh, podcast, and there's something more. I don't know what it is, but there's something, this isn't just an animal. There's something paranormal about it. And I didn't, I didn't believe in ghosts. I didn't believe anything paranormal. I thought it was all BS and stuff. But I have to admit, now that I'm thinking about it, we saw something that wasn't just an animal, and I I don't know how to explain it to you or anybody else because I don't I don't know what it is, but it's something. I, yeah, I know I, what I saw. Nobody's going to tell me that I didn't see it because the thing was like 15 feet in front of us. I know, and and the sheer size of this. As soon as I saw it coming out on the thing, you knew it wasn't a man. There's, that that's not. There's no man that big. And it wasn't like Hulk big, but you could see it was big, you know. And the more I listened to everybody talk, I, I kind of think maybe I'm just grabbing straws, but it maybe I'll 
from what I, I've heard, I'm thinking maybe it might have been like a, a young adult male, you know, because it wasn't the massive, but it was big. Yeah, it was big. Oh, my gosh, it was a big. But it didn't have the muscles like I hear everybody explaining, and, you know. But I, I feel weird because there wasn't a face, and I, I don't hear anybody saying they're describing a face. And honest, Tim, I mean, that far away, I'd have seen a face if there was a face. But, but I could see me freaking out because I really did. But if my buddy didn't see it that close, and he says there was not a face, there wasn't a face. Right. You know, I didn't imagine all this. Two people can't imagine the same exact thing. Well, let's, you know, let's step back and we'll go to that day. I suppose. What year was this? It was, I'm not sure the exact year. It's early, early nineties. I'm thinking like 92 or 93, something right around in there. I'm not sure the exact year. But that's it's right around it within a year or two of that. And about how old were you at that time? Um, I would say I was probably around 32, 33, something like that. Experienced hunter? Yes, yes. Ever since I don't remember the first time I wasn't in the woods. I was always, I grew up in the woods. So this is western Pennsylvania where this happened? Yes, it's um, right outside of New Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's just a little, a little tiny village called Truitsburg. It's just uh, about seven or eight miles off of Route 28. I'm sorry, Route 66, between going from New Bethlehem to like Cook's Forest. Do they have elk there? No. Do they have bear there? Yes. Did you hunt bear, or did you? Were you just? Yes, you know, just... I, I never got one, but I've hunted in the spot where. We hunted. We've seen a lot of bear run through there. Cause I, I'm asking because you know, this is one thing people always ask. Well, you know, or, or say, "Well, you saw a bear." I, I'm not saying that's what no. you saw, but obviously, that's, no, this, I want to cover that. This was three or four times bigger than the largest bear I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And right past us during hunting season, they were spooked, and they're just running everywhere. We've had them, you know, run twenty, thirty feet in front of us and just keep on running. As soon as they see it, they take off. This was bipedal. It was standing up and seven to eight foot tall, 15 feet in front of our vehicle. And you can't mistake it. Sheer size of this. Uh, just unbelievable. So what were you doing? It wasn't massive like Hulk, but it was it was big. You know, it didn't have like the huge chest and stuff, but the arms and stuff were just as big but the the legs looked real short for some reason I, I i remember that the legs looked short but the rest of the body i mean it when it stepped out of the woods from left to right it was just massive i could not believe the size what were you doing when you saw it uh, it was the saturday before deer season and you know in pennsylvania um that's like a holiday and always hunted in the same spot and we just wanted to make sure that everything was good there were like uh, no no hunting signs or anything so we had our shotguns and we sat there all day and we walked it was about almost a half a mile from our spot that we walked down a ridge and an old tram road and to the dirt road so where our vehicle was 
and we, we got in it and we just started driving real slow to see if we could see, you know, any deer or anything with the windows down, doing about five miles an hour, just looking. It was really cold. There wasn't any snow on the ground. It was just brisk and, you know, like the leaves and everything were frozen. We just started going. We probably went about a quarter of a mile, you know, real slow. We were just looking, and this thing just walked out of the woods from the left, going to the right, just feet in front of the, the truck, just walked right out, could not care whether or not we were there or not. The first thing I noticed was, was this one step, and it was almost halfway across the road. And it started taking another step, and it turned, like, to look at us, his head, but, like, kind of its body to look our way. And what got me was there was no face. It was this color of black that this thing was. I've never seen it before. It was much darker than what a bear's coat is, but kind of like that black. But it was it was more intense. And in the face, it was even darker. There was no face. I used to think I just didn't see it. Uh, my friend and I did not speak about this. Neither one of us remember driving home. And we're about 25, 30 miles from our home where we hunted at. And neither one of us remember going home or anything the rest of the day. All we said was, what the hell is that? And we're just looking. And when it turned to look at us, I tensed up in this feeling of, of terror come over me. I couldn't move. I, I just, I started to shake and I actually started to sweat profusely. I, I have no idea why I did that, but this, this, I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. All I could do was look at this thing because there's no face. And the size of this thing, if it wanted to, all it had to do was take a step and it would be right in front of our truck. And I think the thing could have flipped the truck over if it wanted to, but it just, it just kept walking. The way it was walking, it was kind of like, it was just so so big. You know, like if you go to a club and you always have this big guy on roids that wants to beat everybody up and the way they walk, that's the way this thing was walking. But it, it just, the legs, the legs seemed real short. The head wasn't real pointy, but it kind of looked like it, like almost if it, someone had a hoodie on, you know, but make no mistake, this was no man. The, I've never seen anything this big before in my life. But the, 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 the color was just the black. I can't describe it. It, it was just so dark. And, but the face was even darker. It's almost, it was imploding on itself, you know, on the face. Wow. Neither one of us could move. We just, we just sat there, and we watched it, and it covered right to the right side. There's a you know like a bunch of crab apples and things like that, and went into the woods. And this thing walked in about thirty to forty-five seconds. It covered almost a hundred yards, and just kind of disappeared. Not like disappeared, like vanished, but you know when you're going through the woods, it just kind of you kind of the woods, the trees and stuff kind of swallow you. But this. There was crab apples trees the whole way through there, and this thing just walked right through them. And if that was a man, that would cut you to shreds. 
you know, those crab apples have thorns and stuff on them, but it walked and it was like, it wasn't even touching the ground. I mean, it was just so smooth. It was weird. I, I, I really can't explain. It was just, I don't know, just the way it walked. It's like, it, it shouldn't that way. That shouldn't be, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but it just, that wasn't natural. It just, everything about it was just, it wasn't right. No, and it, it just disappeared. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm not sure if you heard the episode we did called the Michelle Roar, but Jeff on that episode described a creature in almost the exactly exact same way. I was listening to it recently because I had to um, write a few of the details down for my book, and he described it as impossibly black. That's what he said. Like, yeah, he said it was an absence of light. I think he said it, it was like yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That that that's it. I I don't. I just can't explain to you the, the color. It's just something that I've never seen before or since. And it's it's just like it wasn't real. That's how dark this thing was. Not dark, just black. You know, but in the, it's, just, it's like there was nothing there, but there was something, but I, I, I can't explain it. Like It's like there was something there, like almost like Predator, you know, when I showed it, the kind of, jelly looking thing or see-through thing or, you know I, I don't know I, I can't explain I don't know how to explain something I don't understand you know yeah oh yeah anything I paranormal no ghosts or anything like that and I read about Bigfoot when I was younger and stuff but I never never even never had a clue that they were real you know if you would have told me before this that you saw one I would have said, well, yeah, I might have believed you that you thought you saw something, but I would have thought in one of those ones, well, it was a bear or it was something. But right. there's no mistake in what this was. You could tell what this was at first glance. Now, we didn't smell anything. We had our windows down. I don't know if that's because of the, the weather, because it was so cold. It was brisk, you know. But, oh, my gosh, the fear um, is just unbelievable. It's hard to describe. And, you know, all all these years later, uh, not last season, but 
the season before, like we said earlier, I, I was out hunting with my oldest boys and halfway through the day, I just heard this, this knock. It sounded like Babe Ruth hitting a baseball. That's how loud it was. And I have no idea why, because I've heard that sound before. Like somebody could have been just putting on a drive nearby and hitting something, but this was so loud. I had a panic attack and, I could not get out of those woods. I had walkie-talkies. I called my, my two oldest boys, and I said, my back's hurting. We, we just got there. I, I didn't want to get into it, why, why I had to get out of there. But I could not get out. I could feel my heart pounding in my chest, and all those feelings come back. I, I just could not get out of the woods fast enough. And, you know, I, I didn't even go back to hunt this year. I just I just couldn't bring myself to do it, you know. We went back to the spot a few days before that. Uh, we finally found it because it's been a long time, and it's really grown up a lot since I was there. But I, we, after a couple hours, we found the exact spot, and I couldn't get out of the out of the truck to to go look around. I just couldn't do it. I I tried, but I started to shake and everything, and because I really would like to learn more, I like to. I thought, well, man, I'd love to see another one and or the same one or whatever and just, you know, just see what this is. And, you know, I've even talked to you before and said, hey, if we go up, you want to come over and I'll show you exactly where it was. But, but I don't know if I can do it. I, I really don't. I, I couldn't do it then. And I know I'll, I'll never go in the woods again without a weapon. Never. Uh, uh, I don't care what I'm doing. I will never go in the woods again without a weapon. And I'm not going by myself again either. So that it's it scarred me, you know. And I, like I said, I I don't know if learning more about this subject and stuff has changed my views on everything. But for the first time in my life, I I was afraid to be in the woods, and that really pisses me off. To be honest with you, that's gone for me now. Every time I get in the woods, I think about it. That's the first thing that pops into my head. You know, and I, I, I go in and I'm not only looking down for tracks and stuff, I'm looking in trees and, you know, my sons are like, why are you looking up? And, you know, I, I've heard people say they looked up and these things are in trees. It's as hard as that is to believe. And my head's on a swivel. I'm just looking all around and, you know, every sense is heightened and, you know, it, it just, it scares me. It really does. It's really taking what I love the most out of being outdoors it's kind of taking that away i'm hoping i you know i'm in texas now we're moving back to pennsylvania this summer i'm hoping that that goes away you know because for the last few years and stuff the only time i've been in the woods is to when i go back and and i hunt before we moved to texas i, I was in the woods all the time and i i never gave that bigfoot thing a, a thought or anything until I started listening to different encounters and the, the horror stories that, that people said and how close they've come. And it, it's really made me feel kind of embarrassed because they've been in very bad situations. And all I, this thing did was walk in front of me and turn around and look at me, and it screwed me up. You know, I mean, most people have had bad encounters and stuff, and a lot worse than me. And... I guess I'm not handling it very well. The more I learn, the more I, I think I have, 
I have more to be aware of and afraid of, I guess, you know, because this, this is real. I, I don't care if anybody believes me or not anymore. And I, I just, from listening to other people and what they say, I'm the same way. I don't care. If, if someone doesn't believe me, that's fine. Go on about your business. But no one's going to tell me that I saw a seven, eight foot bear walking that far, that fast in front of me. If you spent 10 minutes in the woods and seen the bear, you'll know that. that that's nonsense. It looked nothing like a bear. It's something that you, you have to see, I guess, to understand it, you know, or to realize it. This thing was was huge, and it definitely put the fear of God into me. The gliding motion, the kind of that you describe. Now, Jeff described that as well. He said the the creature. He said Ooh. that was so black. He said it it looked like it was cross country skiing or something. He said it didn't didn't yeah like it was walking uh, so much. It didn't. In other words, it didn't have an up and down motion. I guess when it walked. Yeah, it did. It, it, it's it's really weird, and I don't know how anything and and like i said this was like a the woods started was were kind of thin but it was real brushy and those crab apples i don't understand how it could walk through that just with no effort and it wasn't it didn't move it, it just went straight and I, I i don't understand it but there was like you said, there was no up and down there was no nothing side to side or anything it just it looked at us and then it, it just kept going like, you know, it noticed us and then just couldn't care less and just kept going like it was on a mission. It just had its mindset on going uh, across the road, and it did. But just, I just can't get over the, the color and the size, you know, I, the fear for some reason. All it did was turn, turn our way, and it wasn't fear, it was terror. I, I, I just... I can't explain how scared I was. You know, it, it was unbelievable. I couldn't move. And when I did look down, my hands were shaking. Um, I couldn't stop. You know, I was sweating again. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, what, what the heck? And we just left. <laughs> you know, and we didn't even talk to each other like, hey, you know, could that have been this or could that have been that? We didn't say anything. I thought maybe I just didn't remember. And I talked to my friend Scott, and he said, I, we didn't say anything. We never talked about it or anything, you know. And he said, but it, it didn't have a face, did it? And I said, oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you said that because there was no face. I, I didn't see a face. And he goes, no, there, there wasn't. It was just even darker than what it was. That's all it was, too. But I, I, it's changed my life. I mean, I just feel like I'm in the matrix or something because, you know, everything that I thought was, I can't, you know, I, when I used to listen to people about paranormal stuff, I say, oh yeah, grain of salt. But now, you know, I feel really embarrassed and ashamed of how closed minded I was. You know, my wife, my wife doesn't believe me, you know, and she's like, that, that, this can't be real. And I, I don't know how to explain to someone even my two sons they they just kind of laugh at me and stuff but i you know i asked them have i ever lied to you hmm. you know I, i'm not making this up and they just you know my oldest son's like dad i just i just really hope you're wrong because i don't want to think about 
that being out there, you know. And I, that's what I, I told her. I said, monsters are real. I never thought so, but there are there there's stuff out there that we have no idea and could be very very dangerous. You yeah. know, I don't want to tempt fate. The terror, as you say, it kicked in like as it looked at you. As soon I was fine, I was just like, "What the hell is that?" And when that thing turned and looked at us, it just something hit me like like a Mack truck. I just boom, and it was sheer terror. I, I I don't know why. I didn't know anything about the the infrasound or anything. I've never heard of anything like that. I, I couldn't understand why. As soon as that thing looked at me, I was just in terror. And when I asked my my friend about it, you know, years later, he said that he felt the same way. We don't understand why, you know, and I can't explain it. I mean, as soon as the thing looked, boom, and I was done after that. I kind of sat down, you know, I I just, what do you do when you see something like that? You're not expecting that of all things. Oh, my gosh. Right. How how are you supposed to react? I, I, I think. I was in shock. I mean, I, I I was shaking like, you know, something very traumatic happened to somebody. That's how bad I was shaking. Mm. Wedding and, you know, but I, we don't remember driving home. We never talked about it. And I don't know why, but I guess a lot of people say they do the same thing. They just, they don't talk about it for a long time. Now, I, I know you said there was kind of no definition in the face. It was just too black. Was there any definition in the body? Like, could you see like hair, or was it just all sun, it, kind of black? It, uh, you could tell there was hair on it, and I I could see like uh, its fingers. I saw its fingers. Um, that's how close it was. But that's that's why I didn't think to try to look at its feet or anything like that. But I I could see the you know the arms, how much muscle and stuff were, were on the arms. And the head was kind of weird. It was just, it's almost like if somebody had a hoodie on, but it wasn't a person in a hoodie. I, I wanted, but it, it, it was kind of pointed, but it wasn't pointed. It was, it wasn't round, I should say. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was just a, a different shape, but it wasn't, didn't come to a point, but it was a little kind of like a football, like the end of a football or something. Right. And it, it just, it didn't have a net. I remember that it's like it just it was shoulders and the and the head. I, I didn't notice a neck, and that's what I was thinking. It's like look at the size of this thing, and, and then when it when it turned, that's I can't explain to you, but it was it was so weird. Um, I just wish I had the words to explain the, the what what that looked like. It it was just so freaky weird and it just i don't know it just i checked out then i couldn't believe what i saw and for some reason you know i was like i like you you brace yourself or if you're gonna wreck or you're gonna get hit or something like that that's what i was doing i had my feet on the floor and i was pushing myself back like like i was gonna get hit or something wow and i just i just started shaking and I couldn't talk. I couldn't say anything. And it was just, I started to sweat. I could feel my heart just pounding and pounding. And each time it beat, I, I could feel like my heart was going to come out of my chest. And I, I don't know why that, you know, that happened that fast or why I would be terrified, 
You know, like I said, we when we were hunting, we've had bear come out, just maybe like two, two fifty, two hundred fifty pound bears. But when they're running full steam and they run, you know, twenty five feet or so in front of you, that gets your attention pretty fast. You know, mm-hmm. and and it was like, oh look, there's a bear. And you're kind of ready. Nothing. When this thing, the 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 fear that come over me was just unbelievable. You know, I, I just you think you're gonna die. That's the only way you can explain it. You think you're gonna die. Wow. You don't remember going home after this is very very interesting. No, no. Do you know if there's any missing time? In other words, do you do, do you remember if you got home about the time you thought you were gonna get home? No. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. The next day, I remember getting up and getting ready for church, and I don't remember anything that night or anything. All I remember was my alarm went off, and I was going to get up to get a shower to go to church. I don't remember going home. I don't know what I did when I got home. You know, I, I haven't talked to my friend to see if he remembers anything. You know, it's been a long time ago, but. Um, I, I don't remember anything. And after something like that, that I never even thought about it. So I heard different people say their encounters that they, they didn't talk about it and they don't remember a lot of things, but I, I don't remember the drive home. And we, like I said, we had to go seven, seven to 10 miles on these back roads just to get onto route 66, you know? So it, it took us a while just to get onto a highway. I don't remember anything. Hmm. That's very, very interesting because that has been coming up more with Bigfoot reports. Now, people think like missing time is a UFO thing, you know, but well, I mean, if you took like even Wes's encounter, if you Wes has several hours, which are are unaccounted for when he tells his encounter, he'll say, oh, we got home much later than we thought we were. Like we must have been up there a lot longer. That's missing time. There's several unaccounted for hours of his experience, but there's several others too. It's not just his, it's not just yours. You know, I don't know what that is. Now, certainly if it scared you that much, you could have been in shock just for whatever reason, you just maybe not remember it, but it is very interesting. It's just such an interesting detail to add that you just don't even remember getting home or because you would think if it was a, let's say, you know, you and I are out in the woods and we see, let's not even say a Bigfoot. Let's say we see a, uh, a cougar. Let's we say see a cougar, right? Mm-hmm. We, and on the way home, we're probably going to talk about that. Oh wow, I can't believe we yeah. saw that. You know, they're not supposed to be in Pennsylvania, even though they are. But well, you know, it's it's an yeah. unusual thing to see. And uh, we would talk about. It. So you would think that you know you would have discussed it a little bit with your friend on the way home, and you'd have some memory of that. That it's it's just very, it's just a very strange detail on top of a you know of course a, a very strange sighting anyway that I find very very interesting. And I'll tell you something else. I didn't realize until I went back after listening to the podcast and reading on different encounters and stuff. I asked my friend, I said, I don't remember going back there to hunt. He said, you know what? Uh, He said, I was thinking we didn't hunt there that year and we've never hunted there since. And he said, I don't know why, but he said, I remember us we hunted um, right by his house. We didn't know, and we've hunted up there for years. His family hunted up there for a long time, 15, 20 years, but we 
we never went back until or went back in 2017. Never been back. And he said, I, I've never thought about it until you, you and I started, when you asked me, how come we never, we never mentioned it again, except for one time at work, somebody that said that, they, that they've had some encounter. We used to work together at a window factory. And uh, when he asked me, he says, that's more what we saw up in Truettsburg. And I just said, I didn't see anything. And I kept, kept walking. And that probably was like 90, 95, 96, something like that. And until I started listening to podcasts, and I asked him the one year I went home to hunt, I said, what, you know, we, we stopped hunting up there. And he said, you know, I was thinking about that. We didn't even go back there the, the following Monday to hunt. And we haven't been back there since. Hmm. And it never dawned on me. Because this is like a hunter's paradise. I mean, it's just, there's game everywhere. It's just beautiful. There's spots in there that you would think you're in, you know, you're in like uh, Washington with the big trees and California and stuff. And um, it's just beautiful. I never realized we've never went back. That was the last time we were there until I, I went back in 2017, but I could not bring myself to get out of the car. As a truck, as soon as I, I, I found the exact spot, I went to open the door, and I couldn't do it. Huh. I just couldn't do it. And my son's like, "You came all this way, been talking about this for six months. You're not even going to get out." I said, "I, I, I can't. I, I just can't do it." And you know, my my son said, "This is the first time I've ever seen you scared." He said, "You're shaking, Dad." And I didn't realize, but I was. I was. I was shaking. And there's no reason for me to be shaking, you know. Um, there was nothing scary. It was, it was probably like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We were just out for a little ride. I wanted to find the spot. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go out of the – couldn't get out. So we just went home. And then uh, later on that week when we were hunting, I heard that someone uh, like hit a tree. I heard that knock. And, but it was so loud, it sounded like somebody hitting a baseball at a ballpark. And I went in full panic attack. I could not get out of those woods fast enough. Every time I took a I could feel my heart just bang, bang, bang. Wow. And I, I was scared. And that's that's never happened to me before. I, I used to coon hunt um, when I was a kid in cemeteries and stuff like that. And, and I never gave it a second thought. I've been lost in the woods at night and couldn't find my way out till daylight and never not once was i was i afraid i mean sometimes you think oh my gosh you look at all the tombstones and you know you're like oh this is not good you know but nothing like like this i mean i i just it's like i thought i was gonna die i i just i had to get out of the woods i couldn't breathe i i just like i i could hear my heart i could feel it just bang 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 I had to get out of those woods. I thought I was going to die. Well, I just kept thinking that there's something behind me. There's something behind me. And I couldn't bring myself to look. And I know there wasn't. I mean, I didn't hear anything. But I, I just, I had about a quarter of a mile to go to get to get to the truck. I could not wait. You know, I'm 55 and my 32-year-old son, I beat his ass to the truck. I mean, I was moving. I was moving. In fact, I left my backpack there. I said, leave it. Leave it. I don't care. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I was, I was terrified. I was like, I just, I got to get out. And my kids were like, what is wrong with you? You've never done this before. And I haven't. I, I just said, well, my back's hurt. And I was like, why are you shaking? It's like, it's just time to go. Let's go. It's. I mean, it sounds like, and I, you know, being in, uh, not a, a psychologist, but it seems like mm-hmm. you kind of put it away. And you were fine with it. You know, as long as you could kind of just kind of put it away. Like you said, the guy asked you at work and you said you didn't see it. I didn't see nothing. Yeah. And you put it away and you were fine hunting. And then like the two times, like when you hear the wood knock, it was enough to remind you. And when you went back to this, the place, it was enough to remind you. Yeah. And it, it's like it all came flooding back, you know. Yeah. I, when I heard when I heard that knock, him, I could see that thing's face and that, that fear came back to me and I just. I was done. I just had to get out of those woods. I, 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 that all those emotions and stuff came right back, just, just like that day. I could not get out. I just had to get out of there. I thought I was going to die, mm. you know. And that's, and that was the last day of hunting. Like I said, I didn't even go back this year. So, you know, I kind of made an excuse like this or that, but I, I was just, I just wasn't ready, you know. I think, I think I pushed myself too much with. With all this, like I, I think I'd have been alright if I didn't go back to that spot. Once I, I couldn't get that out of my head. Once I, I went to that spot, you know, it kind of consumed me. And you know, it was like three days. I went back. We went to hunt, and I just, I couldn't get out of my head. All I could see was that thing, and things running through my mind, and different people's encounter, how they barely made it alive and stuff, and all that just came. You know, I was just, I was just so scared. I had out of there yeah yeah you know, i understand people do need to talk about it. i mean when you when when people talk about their encounters even if it sounds far-fetched because now i believe anything's possible you know i don't discredit anybody because you know I, what i saw is what i saw and most people don't believe me up to the point now i don't care i'm not trying to make friends on it or anything like that i know what i saw and how it's affected me. And, you know, I, I really enjoy listening to other people because I feel, you know, I feel for them. I know what it's like. You know, you get laughed at, and you're called a liar and this and that. And it's, it's kind of tough, you know, and you're not going to make money on it. You're not going to be famous or just by telling your story, you know, and it's like, I don't have anything to gain. I know I sound like an idiot, but this is really what happened. I, I I wouldn't make all this stuff up. It just this is what happened, and I and I don't I can't explain it. You know, like Wes always asks, "What do you think it is?" I have no idea. And it seems like the more I hear and the more I learn, the less I know about this. Because oh my gosh, so much more to this that we we're not even close. To, I don't know if we could just comprehend it. Yeah, I, I that's exactly where I am. And for me, you know, I I've seen something, but I can't tell you what it was. I saw something big and it was moving away from me. Um, mm-hmm. but I I really can't tell you what it was. And the other thing I think I saw it was it was man-sized and it was it was white or light gray. If you told me that was a ghost, I couldn't argue. You know what I mean? If somebody said, "Oh, you just saw a ghost." I I can't because I didn't see hair or anything. It was just solid color, you know. Like, yeah. like gray, but in reading people's encounters, and of course, you know, and, and writing about it and so forth, 
the more I find out, the the more sure I am that it's just not. I don't even know if I want to go so far and say you know it it can't be it can't be natural. It has to be supernatural. It, it it's paranormal in as much as we don't understand it. It's not normal. But I I can say yeah. absolutely it's whatever. It's not a normal animal. Like it can't just be a, a an ape. You know what I mean? It, it can't be like an undiscovered yeah. monkey. It's not. There's no way. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's there's something much more to this. Yeah. You the, know and. It, there is a reason I, I, why you ex- you had that fear experience. Now, whether it was just because it was so unusual, you know, and just something that that you never expected to see, you know, yeah, that I guess that's possible. But you know, like listening to West's show, there's there's guys who are veterans who've, who've been to war, you know, and, they, and they've seen some yeah. horrible stuff, and they said that you know that they were never as scared as when they encountered these things. That's an intense fear, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and I really think there's there's so much more that people won't tell. Like in your book, Bigfoot in Pennsylvania, um, I lived in Pennsylvania. You have reports from there like in the 70s. And that's 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 where I lived. And there's there's some beautiful hunting grounds and stuff like that there, too. And even, uh, uh, you know, I lived in Armstrong County. There's. You have a, you have reports from there, and you know I showed my son the book when I went home. I said, "Look at this, this is amazing. This is this is in Cadogan. This is right down from where you live." You know, I said, "This this this has been going on for a long time," and you know my oldest son's like, "I I hunt down here," and and he said, "I I just but I've never seen one." I said, "Me either." Till that day, I mean, you couldn't convince me that that was true. Right, but you know, until it's standing in front of you, then you realize you don't know. Sh- Oops, sorry, That's you okay. don't know anything. You know, and it just changes you. Uh, it, it has me. You know, it's it's got me thinking. People say they see lights and things like that, and I I don't doubt it. I I don't know what the lights mean. I don't know what anything means. But there's something so much more than just a a stupid ape running through the woods. There's something, I don't know if it's evil or what, but I really believe now that it does have that infrasound because the thing just turned our way and both of us had sheer terror. And we didn't, neither one of us had it until it looked our way. And it just, it hit you like a, like a ton of bricks. Mm. You know, I was, I was, and I was back against the, the seat, and my feet were locked on the, on the floorboards and things. And then I started to shake. I couldn't talk. I could barely breathe. You know, it, and I, I just watched it. And it just, as fast as it was there, it was just gone. You know, but there's something. Both of us didn't have that fear come over us at the exact same time for, for no reason. That You can't. I don't believe that was coincidence. Right. You know, at the time, I didn't know anything about infrasound or, or Bigfoot, stuff like that. But there's there's a reason why that hit both of us at the same time. And both of us had the feeling like this could be it. There's a reason for that. I don't know what it is, and I can't explain it. But that isn't a coincidence. Not that, not that kind of terror come over you. 
I mean, I would even say I don't think it's a coincidence that it walked out when it did. Because if we think of these things as natural animals, their greatest strength has to be their ability to hide, which means it would have known that the car, the truck was coming. It would have heard it. It would have seen you guys. And it would have, you know, it it chose to let you see it is is what I feel like for whatever reason. Now, I don't know what the reason of that is. But if these things are as good as they are in the woods, and you know we can assume they they are, then it would certainly know a truck's coming in. It would know like all we would have to know is to to wait, you know, or stay hidden yeah. till you passed, and then it you, yeah it could have gone it, behind it, you. You never saw it. Yeah, if it would have walked out in front of us, we'd have never saw it. We'd never saw it. I mean, and we were both looking and so That's how close this thing was to the front of our vehicle. I mean, it was just, boom, it was coming onto the road. And if it would have stayed still, I don't think we'd have, we'd have even saw it because both of us were kind of kind of watching the right side because, like I said, there were crab apples. It was kind of like a little opening in, in the, the woods, and that's where we thought maybe the deer would be coming down to feed and things like that. We were kind of watching that, and uh, I just happened to – you can't miss it. Something seven, eight foot tall and that big. You know, I, I thought the thing weighed about 400 pounds. Well, my buddy said it's more like five or six. So I, I, like I said, I have no idea. At that time, I didn't think about weight or anything like that. I just know this massive thing come walking out, you know. And it, it just, the fear, uh, I know I keep going back to it, but that's that's what's in my mind is how fast that, that fear hit me. And really affected me now you know, now that I'm talking about it and stuff like that when I went back in the woods I, I can't believe that I got scared especially in the woods you know I had a 30 on 6 with me and you know uh, 357 on the side and, and uh, but it, it could have been a BB gun I didn't even think about the gun all I was thinking about was getting out of the woods you know and when we when we first saw this thing we had shotguns sitting right beside us they weren't loaded or anything you know but if you know two guys and don't know anything about bigfoot see something like that walk in front you think oh you you at least have a a feeling that you were safe because you had two shotguns right there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. even though two two 12 gauges and uh you know not not no slugs or anything you you don't have a prayer (laughs) you know you, you just don't have a prayer but we didn't know anything about that, you know, but it never dawned on us the grand guns or anything like that. It's just, uh, um, it was just amazing. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, you don't expect anything like that to come out and then it just, it just changes everything, you know? So after but for a long time, there was nothing. We, we just, we didn't, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't think about it. You know, but when, now that I go back and I think, he said, yeah, I, I don't remember driving home um, once because I lived like eight miles from where my, my buddy lived. I don't remember driving home. I don't remember getting home, going to bed or anything. I just know the alarm went off for me to go to church the next day. Wow. So after all these years, what made you start talking about it? I stumbled across podcasts and then... I bought this guy's book that said Bigfoot in Pennsylvania, and I read it, <laughs> and I was fascinated. <laughs> Close to home where I lived, that um, you had, you know, encounters and things, and, and 
the more I read, the more I wanted to I wanted to read. You know, it was they were getting ready for the you know the election year, and I was just so tired of hearing about politics and everything. It's like I just need a break. I, I, I don't even want to listen to the radio anymore. And so I just stumbled across because I don't even know Bigfoot, but it did, and and I was hooked. You know, and like I said, I bought your books. And I, I read them. I said, this is crazy. And I, I didn't feel so out of place when I was reading the books and list other people's encounters and 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 I got to admit, like when I started listening to stuff, I'm thinking lights and UFOs. I was like, oh come on, really? But then I started thinking, what the heck am I talking about? This thing didn't have a face. There's got to be a reason for it. Then I heard about infrasound. I said, is that what is that what hit us? Because I didn't know anything about infrasound or anything like that. I, I didn't know anything. But now I can't rule any of that stuff out. I don't know enough about any any of it. But I'm pretty sure, you know, that, that that's what hit us. Mm-hmm. It happened. It just, it just has to be. And I can't explain any of it. I can just, you know, try to say what happened. And... I don't know, you know, and it seems like the more I, the more I find out, the less I, less I learn. the more I, I find out about this and the lights and things like that, the more I realize there's so much more to this than, than an animal or, or just lights or I don't know if they're connected, but I think they have to be. I really do. I've never seen lights or anything like that. I've never seen ghosts, but, but after seeing this thing walk in front of us, I believe now. I believe there's more. You know, there, there's a lot more, and I, I don't, I don't have a clue to whatever it is, or you know, I, I know I don't judge anybody anymore. I don't disc- discard what somebody says, no matter how far fetched it is, because I, I, it, it's happened to me. You know, like I told my kids, I can't explain to you exactly what happened because I don't know what happened with the face. And the color, you know, I haven't heard anybody else explain that they, you know, like say that they've had something close to it. I feel kind of out of place even in talking about Bigfoot because this is, nobody's said anything about, I haven't heard anything about color, how dark it was, or they're not being a face. Every, you know, everybody's describing details on the face and it's like, but the one that I saw, it had no face. It's not that I couldn't see it. There was no face there. There was just kind of like emptiness, but it wasn't like hollow. I, I know that sounds really contradicting, but no, it no. wasn't it was hollow, but I, I can't explain it. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I can't explain it. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I just can't. Well, that's what uh, Jeff, again, from the Michel Rohr, he, he described his very similarly and he, in fact, was like kind of hesitant to even say it was a Bigfoot. He said it was upright and it was it was hunched over and it was had that kind of gliding walk to it. But he just kept saying, I don't know what I saw. It was just black. It was black. He was, you know, like I said, he said it was impossibly black with an absence of light. So, I mean, that as far as like what you said, you've seen that that sounds very similar to me. Like, uh, yeah, Jeff's account. That's it. That, that's the words that I don't have. And, and he's exactly right from what I saw. That's the closest I've heard. And even that I can explain that that's pretty much what I saw. 
And that was that was his his first encounter. He didn't even see it. He got howled at, and he wouldn't go back. He wouldn't go back for a long time. He said it was it was I I forget if it was years or I know it was a long time. He told me, and he was interested in Bigfoot. He was kind of out there looking for it. He got howled at. Roared is what he says. He's he's very emphatic that it was wow. a roar, and he wouldn't go back then. He just he was done for a, a number of years. Now he went back with me to the area he got roared at and. You know, he's he's interested in the topic, but I think it, it really kind of dampened. You know, I think he was spending a lot of time out there looking for Bigfoot. And I think once that happened, mm. uh, it kind of dampened his passion a little bit. But, uh, I mean, he's still interested in it, but uh, I think he's not as gung-ho as he used to be. You know, and, and I've met, um, not met, but, you know, just on the phone and through um, Facebook and stuff like that. I met a lot of great people, very nice, that... You know, like Randy Harrington, you, you know, talking, uh, you know, I've got to tell you, Tim, I, you know, having you send me some things and I didn't think I was so far, you know, losing my mind and everything. Um, it was nice to have somebody talk to you that, you know, would, that has talked to people, you know, I talked to Wes and Tony and, and you, Reading the books and stuff have really helped me. Okay. You know, I, I, you know, and the, the Bigfoot in Pennsylvania got me interested. You know, but just a, you know, I, I don't know how you got all that information, but that was to me that was fascinating. That there are so many encounters, and this is all, you know, this this was all public record and stuff. Most of it, right? And oh yeah, yeah. and it was close to home. You know, it was close to where I live. Well, that that's what when shocked I, me. Like, when I first started getting into it, I was like, I, I thought maybe I'd find a couple in Pennsylvania. I, I knew there was some. Mm. Like, I'd, I remember reading some. But I just thought, well, this happens in the Northwest. This doesn't happen here, you know, except maybe rarely. And then I found so many. That's what really kind of got me into it. I was like, wow, there's so much here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that, that really helped me. And it even... Help my friend. I, you know, I told him you got to buy this book. He bought the book, and we're just amazed at how, you know, how how many encounters and how often it was. Especially there was a lot, like in the seventies, in my hometown. And uh, it, after reading it, I almost remember like being. I think I was just maybe going into um, junior high. And I, I can almost, maybe it's in my head, but I can almost remember people talking about it, like an article in the paper or something like that, about some sightings and, and people talking about, other kids talking about that they saw Bigfoot, you know. Um, but it, it was it was really eye-opening. And, you know, you, you've done a great job on your books. They're just, they're fabulous. Oh, thanks so much. I love I, I have them all. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> uh, next one's you know? going to be going to be something. There's already people uh, in the Bigfoot world who are kind of anxious about it. <laughs> they're, yeah. They haven't they haven't read a word of it and they're already trying to put it down. Uh, so, the, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's we're talking about all the weird stuff. We're not pulling punches. This is there's you know very famous cases like like the Ape Canyon case, which people report. Yeah. And they'll report that as just like creatures, but there's so much weird stuff that surrounds that. Very like a lot of weird stuff. That's, I believe it. That surrounds that case. And uh, bless him, you know, Ron Moorhead recently has started talking about more of the weird stuff. 
but he didn't for years. He kind of kept his mouth shut about that. And uh, the guy that went up there with him, Al Berry, though, he wrote a book in 1970, and it's just full of weird stuff, like three-toed footprints and UFOs and weird sounds coming from the ground and, and uh, you know, all this stuff. And, and he was up right up there with Ron. Again, he wrote that book in 1976. So, And, of course, Stan Gordon from Pennsylvania, he's been talking about this stuff. So it's out there. Yeah. It's out there. But, I, uh, my my hometown is Kittanning, Pennsylvania. And that's like 35 miles west of Indiana. And I run like 45 miles north of Pittsburgh. And uh, I had no idea, you know, that that there was so much going on in Indiana County and even Allegheny County towards Pittsburgh. Uh, really? That close to Pittsburgh? My, but, you know, there there are spots where there's, you know, the woods get very thick. And they don't have to be thick, but, but there's just spots where it's scarcely populated, you know? Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, these things are just masters of hide-and-seek. You know, like I said, if if this thing wouldn't have walked out in front of us, we'd have never saw it. Right, right. Which, again, it makes yeah. me say, like, it for whatever reason, it wanted you to see it. And, you know, it knew. And, and it wanted you to see it because it could have waited. It could have waited until you drove by and walked yeah. right behind you and never seen it. You know, that combined with the fear response and the missing time is really a, a concerning thing. You know, and not to put any more fear into your account already, yeah. but I'm just saying that that's that to me is like, the, the, you know, a real, real oddity that I think in the past, you know, Bigfoot investigators, they were kind of looking over that stuff. They didn't want they either didn't want to hear it or they would just kind of put it to the side. Like they don't want to hear about all that, you know, the, the other stuff. They want to hear about the creature and that's that. Yeah. But it's uh, these other things that are, I think, going to help us kind of, I don't know if we'll ever figure it out. I really don't. But they'll help us get closer to what it is. Uh, and like I said, I don't think it's a regular animal. Well, Mo, thanks so much for sharing your stories. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, You're doing I, a great job. Hopefully with all this, we can put our heads together. And, and like I said, I don't know that we, we get to solve it, but maybe we can get closer and figure out a little bit something yeah. else about what's going on with these things. Yeah, well, like I told you, the invitation still stands. When I go back, you know, if you ever come to the western part, I will take you to the site. Maybe with, with you there, I'll, I'll go. I'm going to be armed, though. I know you said you don't you don't take anything. But to be honest with you, I think if you shot at one, you're signing that one. I I, you know? I agree 100%. I don't think that's a very good idea at all. Now, from all the reports I've read, it doesn't turn out well. There's been a couple guys that said they dropped him, and, and I'm going to go ahead and believe him. But uh, for the most part, they don't. And a lot of times they keep on coming after you, after you pull the trigger. Yeah. And that's well, got to be truly yeah. terrifying. I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> as bad as I was shaking the first time, if I see another one, I don't think that I'm going to be sturdy enough to take a shot at anything. You know, um, I'll probably just stand there and cry like a little girl. Um, that's probably what I'm going to do, you know, but, but, um, I think if I had, you know, somebody with me that, that knows a little bit about this, I would love to try anyway to go out and just look around, you know, like I said, if this thing wanted to do anything to us, we're 15 feet away. It could have done anything it wanted, but it, it didn't, it just kept going, you know? And I think if you, I don't know. I think if you if it's just a chance sighting like that, I think you'd be all right. And 
it seems like they often give you warnings if they want you to leave, you know, and if I hear something, you know, just let me know which way you're running because I'll run over your ass on the way out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem tripping you, Tim. <laughs> That's no problem. I, I, I've got MS and I use a walking stick, so uh, I'm probably pretty good bait. So you, you can probably beat me out of the woods. Well, I'm, uh, I'm like 270 pounds, so we're going to be dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like I said, if you ever, if you ever out there and if, once I get back, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to, you know, I could take a take a trip out there if you guys are ever doing anything, and you know, just to say hello and. You oh know, yeah, well, I, I love stories. I love going on site. I love I love seeing, even you know, even if it's years later, I met somebody out at Michaud Forest, Ooh. and it's been I think probably thirty years or something since they had their experience. I love you know seeing where it happened. It, it just gives you the, the idea of you know, where everything happened and, and, yeah. you know, just, and that's what I was, I was thinking, I can show you like you, you have in there, um, the Eshnos farm and I think it's Cadogan around right in Cadogan that there was a sighting in the seventies. Uh, I've been passed that a hundred times. I could show you exactly where the, where the farm is. Yeah. Um, and in Worthington, I can, I can take you right, you know, right in Worthington and you can see probably where they, where they had sightings and things like that. You know, Jack Lambert was lived right down the road from where where I lived in Worthington, and it's all, all wooded, you know, and uh, it's hard to tell, you know, what you're going to see. But I, yeah, I can now that I know what to, you know, I've I, I've often seen um, trees that were bent over and things like that, and I've seen like the the stick structures and things, but I never gave it a thought. But after reading, you know, books and, and stuff like that, it comes back. It's like, I've seen that before. Right. I have. I, I've seen that. And I've been in the woods and where, you know, people may have been, but you're not going to go there unless you're hunting or, or something. There's no reason. You're not going to go there to party because it's just woods. And there's a lot of other places that someone, if they're going to go party, that's where they're going to go. I've seen rocks piled up I have I've seen that before and you know and like like I said the trees that were bent over and stuff I've seen that I haven't seen like grown massive ones but I I always wondered and I was always told that Native Americans used to do that and bend the trees to to point to water or something like that but I didn't know what I was looking at but I have seen that and uh, you know once I get back and get out in the woods with my with my kids and stuff a little bit uh if i see any of that i'll take pictures and, I, and i'll see to you and if you ever come over I'll, I'll take you and show you but i can definitely show you some some spots in your books where where you you have in there that there were there were encounters or there were news articles i can show you where those spots are in your book awesome yeah i love doing that yeah let me know when you get back i'll come out i love to do it I'm not terribly far. It's a few hours, but uh, yeah, that's that's not too bad. Yeah, that that sounds great. Awesome, It'll be fun. Well, well, thanks again, Mo. Thanks for telling your story. Sure thing. Thank you. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to get your next book. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with another episode of Strange Familiars. And 
next week is March. So we should have early in March. I don't know if it'll be next week, but very early in March, we will have a new patron show, which is on a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, a listener suggested. I had not heard this story before, and a listener in England suggested it, and it was completely right up my alley. And I know you've been doing research on it since I forwarded you the email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, at least one photo to go with it, right? To, yeah. To the story, mm-hmm. and lot of cool information so mm-hmm. that'll be the patron show the first patron show for march i want to thank eric c who gave us a paypal donation from that paypal.me link thanks eric c every bit helps thank you very much oh there's a strange familiars book club now <laughs> you're you've made oprah level you've attained the oprah <laughs> level of fame i had nothing to do with this this is completely set up by people on the Strange Familiars uh, Gathering list or, yeah. or group on Facebook. They came up with the idea. They put it together. Mm-hmm. They voted on the first book. And because they're very, very nice, they they chose one of my books as the first oh, book. Oh, that's cool. I did not suggest that. I did not lobby for that. <laughs> I swear I didn't. But it's mm-hmm. just, it's very, very sweet of them mm-hmm. to choose. They chose uh, Bigfoot West Coast Wellman mm-hmm. as the first book for the Strange Familiars Book Club. Oh. So, which I'm not sure they're calling it the Strange Familiars Book Club. They can they're call it whatever you want, guys. I'm fine with that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm so happy. It seems like it's such an organic thing. It just kind of sprung up. Somebody said, hey, why don't we do a book club thing where we read a book every month? It's just a really cool thing. It just organically sprang up in the Strange Familiars group. So if you want to be a part of that, hop on into the Strange Familiars group on Facebook. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more, darkhollerarts.com. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. And we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, and check out the Strange Familiars Gathering Group. It will come to pass And will live in harmony with himself And with his fellow man Society in this Every man is trusted with the right of governing You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.